ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so the chapter we've now reached bab ma yuqalu 'inda al-faza'i fi an-nawm what you are supposed to say if you have some type of fright during your sleep what you are supposed to say if you have some type of fright during your sleep inna min al-adhkar al-'adhima an-nafi'a لمن يروع في منامه أو يجد وحشة وقلقا أو يصيبه الفزع في نومه أن يقول عند حصول شيء من ذلك له that one of the great أذكار one of the great duas or supplications or remembrances that you can say if you are disturbed in your sleep at night Something causes you to become fearful or some fright occurs to you. Maybe something you see in a dream. So if that type of situation occurs to a person, they are suddenly in a state of fright during their sleep. They are woken up by something. Then what you can say is, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من غضبه وعقابه وشر عباده ومن همزات الشياطين وأن يحضرون That I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah from His anger and His punishment and from the evil of His servants and from the workings of the shaitan, or that they should be present. Also, from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radiyallahu anhuma, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, إِذَا فَزِعَ أَحَدُكُمْ فِي النَّوْمِ فَلْيَقُلْ That if any of you suddenly gets a fright, some type of fright during his sleep, then he should say, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من غضبه وعقابه وشر عباده ومن همزات الشياطين وأن يحضرون فإنها لن تضره. The same dua that if you are in a state of fright, something happens in the night, then you say, I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah from His anger and His punishment and from the evil of His servants and from the workings of the shaitan or that they should be here. And then nothing will harm Him. Also, in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, from Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid radiyallahu anhu, he said, Ya Rasulallah, inni ajidu wahsha. 
that Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid, the companion, radiyallahu anhu, said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that, O Messenger of Allah, I find wahsha. Wahsha is when you find or you feel some discomfort and loneliness at night and some degree of fear from being alone. That type of feeling of wahsha, of being alone and fearful at night. So the messenger said, إِذَا أَخَذْتَ مَضْجِعَكَ فَقُلْ That when you go to bed, then say, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّةِ مِنْ غَضَبِهِ وَعِقَابِهِ وَشَرِّ عِبَادِهِ وَمِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينِ وَأَنْ يَحْضُرُونَ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَضُرُّكَ بِالْحَرِيِّ أَنْ لَا يَقْرَبَكَ so again, the messenger said, when you go to your bed, then say, I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah from his anger and his punishment and from the evil of his servants and from the workings of the shayateen or that they should come and then nothing will harm you. And instead, you are deserving then of being safe from them approaching you. وَرَوَى مَالِكْ فِي Al-Imam Malik reported in Al-Muwatta from Yahya ibn Sa'id قال بلغني أن خالد ibn al-Walid قال لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم in this narration it mentions Khalid ibn al-Walid that he said to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم إني أروع في منامي that I get frightened in my sleep. I get frightened, I get a fright that occurs to me when I sleep. فَقَالَ لَهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ So the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said to him, قُلْ say, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّةِ مِنْ غَضَبِهِ وَعِقَابِهِ وَشَرِّ عِبَادِهِ وَمِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينِ وَيَحْضُرُونَ The same dua. So you see, in different narrations, different companions, the messenger is telling them the same thing every time regarding what to do if you wake up at night with a fright or something occurs during the night that causes you to become frightened or scared, uh, makes you jump at night in your sleep, then the same dua is mentioned again and again in these narrations. أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّةِ مِنْ غَضَبِهِ وَعِقَابِهِ وَشَرِّ عِبَادِهِ وَمِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينِ وَأَنْ يَحْضُرُونَ Also it is mentioned that Muhammad ibn al-Munkadr, he said, جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَشَكَى إِلَيْهِ أَهَاوِيلَ يَرَاهَ فِي الْمَنَاءِ That a man came to the Prophet sallallahu complaining that he sees uh, uh, nightmares. That he sees nightmares, he sees terrifying and frightening things in his sleep. فقال, so the Prophet said, إِذَا أَوَيْتَ إِلَىٰ فَرَاشِكَ فَقُلْ that when you go to your bed, then say, 
أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة من غضبه وعقابه ومن شر عباده ومن همزات الشياطين وأن يحضرون دعاء أجن فهذا دعاء عظيم أرشد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يصاب في نومه بشيء من الفزع والخوف بسبب ما قد يرى في منامه من الأشياء المخوفة أن يقوله ليذهب عنه فزعه ولتطمئن نفسه وليسكن ويهدأ في نومه ولينصرف عنه خوفه وروعه So in multiple narrations you can see when they came to the messenger saying that they end up getting a fright at night because of what we call nightmares, that they have a nightmare, they see something in their dream that frightens them and scares them and gives them a terror. Then what to do? The messenger said to them this dua to recite that and that will uh, uh, take away from you that fright. It will remove that fright and terror from you. And it will cause you to calm down and to become relaxed again. وَهُوَ دُعَاءٌ عَظِيمٌ مُبَارَكٌ And it is a tremendous dua, blessed dua. يُعْلِنُ فِيهِ الْعَبْدُ الْتِجَاءَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاحْتِمَاءَهُ بِهِ Within the dua, you are announcing, you are stating clearly that you seek refuge in Allah. And Allah will provide the refuge for you. Allah will provide the safety for you. Allah will protect you. وَفِرَارَهُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ غَضَبِهِ وَعِقَابِهِ And that you flee to him from his anger and his punishment. You flee to Allah to seek protection in Allah from his anger and his punishment. And also from the shayateen, to keep them away from you, that they do not come and approach you and be near you. You make dua to Allah for that too. Min an yahdurun, from the shayateen coming to you and approaching you, coming near to you. You make dua to Allah to keep you safe from them also, so that they do not approach you and come near to you. وَقَدْ أَخْبَرَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ مَنْ قَالَهُ لَا تَذَرُّهُ الشَّيَاطِينَ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned that whoever says this dua when you go to sleep that the shayateen will not be able to harm you بَلْ يَكُونُ فِي عَافِيَةَ وَسَلَامَ مِنْهَا Rather you will be in safety and security from them. So what is the meaning of that dua in detail? At the beginning you say, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّةِ I seek refuge in Allah. I seek refuge with Allah. Or in specific, the perfect and complete words of Allah. I seek refuge with the perfect and complete words of Allah. And that is of course the speech of Allah, the attribute of Allah, and that is not created. So you are seeking refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a'udhu means al-taji'u, that I seek refuge and I return back for protection. فَالِسْتِعَاذَةِ 
التجاء إلى الله واعتصام به والعائد بالله فار من كل ما يؤذيه إلى ربه سبحانه الذي بيده أزمة الأمور وتدبير الخلائق So when you seek refuge in Allah it means that you are fleeing from all of that which is harmful to you fleeing from all of that which is harmful to you fleeing to Allah seeking protection in Allah from all of that which can be harmful to you and indeed all of the affairs are in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وكلمات الله التامه اي التي لا يلحقها نقص ولا عيب كما يلحق كلام البشر so when you say that i seek refuge with the perfect and complete words of allah they are the perfect and complete words that have no deficiency in them no shortcoming in them whatsoever as opposed to the speech of all others the speech of mankind the speech of people has deficiency in it has shortcomings in it but here you say by the complete and perfect words of allah wherein there is no deficiency and no shortcoming min ghadabihi wa iqabihi from his anger and his punishment you are asking allah for protection and seeking refuge from his anger and his punishment الغضب صفة فعلية ثابتة لله تبارك وتعالى The anger that Allah is angered that is an attribute that is affirmed to Allah سبحانه وتعالى وصف بها نفسه في كتابه Allah attributed that to himself and described himself with that attribute of anger وَوَصَفَهُ بِهَا رَسُولُهُ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي سُنَّتِهِ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم described Allah with that attribute in the sunnah. وَهُوَ جَلَّ وَعَلَى يَغْضَ وَيَرْضَ يُحِبْ وَيُبْغِضْ And Allah سبحانه وتعالى He is angered and He is pleased and He loves and He hates. All of that is mentioned. وَلَهُ صِفَاتٌ فِعْلِيَّ كَثِيرًا وَرَدَتْ فِي الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ And there are many attributes of this type of nature that are mentioned in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. وَمَنْهَجُ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ وَهُوَ الْمَنْهَجُ الْحَقُّ الَّذِي يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ عَلَيْهِ كُلُّ مُسْلِمْ تُجَاهِ هذه الصفات أنهم يثبتونها لله كما أثبتها سبحانه لنفسه we mentioned this before in the aqidah classes that the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that we affirm all of the attributes of Allah. We affirm all of the attributes of Allah that Allah has affirmed for Himself and the Messenger has affirmed for Allah. وَكَمَا أَثْبَتَهَا لَهُ رَسُولُهُ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم. دون أن يخوضوا في شيء منها بتحريف أو تعطيل أو تكييف أو تمثيل without falling into any form of تحريف which is distorting them in some way without falling into any form of تعطيل which is rejecting them without falling into any form of تكييف which is trying to give some type of description to them and without falling into any type of tamthil, 
which is trying to make any resemblance to them. فَهُمْ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِأَنَّ الرَّبَّ الْعَظِيمِ يَغْضَبُ So Ahlul Sunnah, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angered, becomes angry. وَيَتَعَوَّذُونَ بِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ مِنْ غَضَبِهِ وَمِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ يُغْضِبُهُ And so we seek refuge in Allah from His anger. We ask Allah to protect us and keep us safe from His anger, to not become angered upon us, and to keep us safe from all of those things that anger Allah, that we do not fall into those affairs, those actions, those deeds that anger Allah. وَيُجَاهِدُونَ أَنفُسَهُمْ عَلَى الْبُعْدِ عَنْ كُلِّ مَا يُغْضِبُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَيُوجِبُ عِقَابَهُ And we strive to free ourselves from all of that which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or necessitates His punishment. وَإِنَّ مِمَّا يُغْضِبُ الرَّبِّ وَيُوجِبُ عِقَابَهُ أَنْ يَلْجَأَ الْعَبْدُ فِي مُلَمَّاتِهِ وَعِنْدَ خَوْفِهِ وَفَزَعِهِ إِلَى غَيْرِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ And one of the things that angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that a servant seeks refuge in other than him at the time of terror and fright. If you are in a state of terror and fright and scared, if you seek help and assistance and wanting refuge, protection in something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during that situation and that circumstance, then this is something that angers Allah. At the time of terror and fright like this, you return back to Allah immediately, asking for His help and His protection, not to others, not to something else and calling upon someone else. وَكَيْفَ يُلِيقُ بِالْعَبْدِ الضَّعِيفِ أَنْ يَلْجَأَ إِلَىٰ عَبْدٍ ضَعِيفِ مِثْلِهِ And how can it be that a weak servant in a time of difficulty and terror and fright resorts to another weak servant in creation rather than resorting to the Creator, the mighty and powerful and majestic. وَكَيْفَ يَلْجَأَ الْمَخْلُوقِ إِلَىٰ مَخْلُوقٍ مِثْلِهِ وَيَدَعُ رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ and how can it be that a servant turns to another servant for aid and refuge and resorts to him and does not resort to the creator of all of creation? And the shaykh says, now we see the calamitous nature of the thinking and the mindset of those people who at their time of terror and fright and calamity, they resort to the magicians, or they resort to the sorcerers, or they resort to the fortune tellers. They resort to the likes of those individuals, help us, tell us what to do. You can see into the future, you know this, you know that. They resort to the likes of those people at their times of terror, at their times of fright. And they resort to these individuals who are the brothers of the shayateen, the shaykh says. Because all of those, 
the sorcerers, the magicians, the fortune tellers, the crystal ball, the tarot card readers, all of those individuals, they work with the shayateen, they submit themselves to the shayateen, and they seek help and aid from the shayateen to do what they do. All of that is by submission and subservience to the shayateen. So the shaykh says, they are the brothers of the shayateen, those individuals. يَشْكُونَ إِلَيْهِمْ حَالَهُمْ يَنزِلُونَ بِأَبْوَابِهِمْ حَاجَتَهُمْ So some of these individuals who are misguided, they go and make their complaints to them, hoping they will give them some cure. And they uh, take their needs to their doorstep, to the doorstep of the magicians and sorcerers. وَيَطْلَبُونَ مِنْهُمْ تَخْلِيصَهُمْ مِنْ كُرْبَتِهِمْ وَإِنْجَاءَهُمْ مِنْ فَزَعِهِمْ And they seek from the likes of those people to rid them of this terror and fright and difficult and calamitous situation therein. إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ ذَٰلِكَ مِنَ الْأُمُورِ الَّتِي لَا تُطْلَبُ إِلَّا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَلَا يُلْجَأُ فِيهَا إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ وَحْدَهِ And they go and seek other affairs from the likes of those sorcerers and magicians as well. Affairs that you are not allowed to seek from anyone other than Allah. Affairs that are only to be sought from Allah, they go and seek them from these magicians and sorcerers and astrologers and whatever they may be. As Allah said in the Quran, أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ إِذَا دَعَاهُ وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءُ وَيَجْعَلُكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ الْأَرْضِ أَإِلَاهُمْ مَعَ اللَّهِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Who is the one that answers the dua of the individual in distress? Who is the one who answers the dua of the one in distress when that person in distress calls upon him? It is of course Allah only. And who is the one that removes the evil away from that person in distress when he calls upon Allah? Of course it is only Allah. And then at the end Allah says, Allah." So then despite that, is there any partner alongside Allah that you make then still? قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ How little you think. So Allah tells us, at those times of distress, you're in a calamitous, difficult, stressful situation, in distress, then call upon Allah. Make dua sincerely with a present and focused heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes that distress from the one who is in distress. فَهَلْ يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ الَّذِي أَقْلَقَتْهُ الْكُرُوبَ وَتَعَسَّرَ عَيْهِ الْمَطْلُوبِ Is there anybody else who answers the one in distress, the one who is stuck in a situation that is causing him to be uh, 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 worried and concerned and his affairs have become extremely difficult and he cannot get out of that extremely heavy situation he finds himself in, in some stage of his life, who else can remove that from him? So he is in necessity of trying to get out of that calamity and distress, and the worry and concern he finds himself in, nobody can remove that from him, nobody can take him out of that distress except Allah. وَهَلْ يَكْشِفُ السُّوءَ الَّذِي يُصِيبُ الْإِنسَانَ وَيَحِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَحْدَهِ And is there anyone who can remove the difficulty and evil and the bad circumstance that has afflicted a person except Allah? 
However, people seldom remember that. How little people remember that and think about that. They're in some calamity, they're trying to work out all types of things and who to go to and what to do, and they don't even make dua to Allah. They do not even remember that. And they're pondering over this affair. The pondering over the decree of Allah is weak. They don't really think about the affairs in context and think about the affairs in the overall situation. That they are just a small creation of Allah. This is all the decree of Allah. Everything is under the control of Allah. To return back to Allah, make dua to Him to remove that distress and difficulty from you. وَإِلَّا لَمَا أَقْبَلُوا عَلَىٰ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ وَلَمَا لَجَأُوا إِلَىٰ أَحَدٍ If they did have a strong focus to returning back to Allah, to asking Allah to remove that distress from them, if they had a strong belief in that, strong aqidah, strong iman, then you would not see the people resorting to others besides Allah. You would not see them resorting to the magicians, to the sorcerers, to the likes of those individuals. So in this dua, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, for protection, you seek refuge with him, you ask him for protection from his anger upon you, and from his punishment upon you, and also, you ask Allah for protection from the evil of the other people, from the evil of other people, من شر عباده أي من كل شر في أي عبد من عباده that you ask Allah for protection from any evil, from any other person. From all the other people, from the servants of Allah, you ask Allah for protection from their evil upon you. Any person that has some evil in him. إذا المخلوقات كلها معبدة مذللة لله خاضعة له سبحانه. And the meaning of this from the servants of Allah is all Muslim, kafir, everyone that you ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to protect you and preserve you and safeguard you from the evil of the people. And no doubt there are those who have evil in them and they may intend evil for you and they desire evil upon you. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from the evil of all of those individuals whomsoever they may be. And then also, مِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَنْ يَحْضُرُونَ هَمَزَاتُ الشَّيَاطِينَ Meaning, نَزَغَاتُ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَوَسَاوِسُهُمْ وَجَمِيعُ إِصَابَاتِهِمْ وَأَذَاهُمْ لِبَنِيَادُ from all of the workings of the shayateen, whatever they do, their whisperings upon you, the evil that they bring upon you, to seek refuge in Allah from the hamazat of the shayateen, from all of the evil workings and activities of the shayateen upon you, seek refuge in Allah from all of those affairs. And you seek refuge with Allah from the shayateen approaching you. أي أن يحضر الشياطين عندي في جميع أحوالي. That you seek refuge with Allah, asking Him for protection 
from the shayateen ever approaching you and coming close to you. وَعَلَى هَذَا فَالْعَبْدُ يَسْتَعِيذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَيَحْضُرُوهُ أَصْلًا وَيَحُومُ حَوْلَهُ So you seek refuge with Allah to protect you from all of the workings of the shayateen and from them ever even approaching you and getting close around you. You ask Allah for protection from them ever approaching you and coming close and around you. فَتَضَمَّنَتْ الْإِسْتِعَاذَةُ أَلَّا يَمَسُّوهُ وَلَا يَقْرَبُوهُ So in this dua, when you are seeking refuge in Allah, you are asking for protection from their actions upon you and from them physically even coming close to you. فَمَا عَظَمَهُ مِن دُعَا وَمَا عَظَمَ أَثَرُهُ وَمَا عَجْمَعَهُ لِلتَّعَوُّذِ مِنْ كُلِّ مَا قَدْ يَكُونُ سَبَبًا لِفَزَعِ الْإِنسَانِ وَقَلَاقِهُ so the shaykh says, what a tremendous dua this is. A great dua which has a great impact. And all of the different forms of affairs that you are seeking refuge with Allah from. They are all mentioned, the evils of the shayateen, the evils of the people. From the anger of Allah and His punishment, you are seeking refuge. From all of those affairs, all of those things uh, which may be the causes of of your fright and fear that occurs during the night. So this is the dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam highlighted should be read when a person uh, wakes up in fright or fear during the night. But you can recite this when you go to bed and you can recite this at that time. Then also, continuing with the same theme of that chapter, مَا يَقُولُهُ مَنْ رَأَى فِي مَنَامِهِ مَا يُحِبُّ أَوْ يَكْرَهُ what to say when you have a good, de- good dream or a bad dream? What to say when you have a good dream or a bad dream? What do you say in those circumstances? ثَبَتَ فِي السُنَّةِ أَحَدِيثُ عَدِيدَةِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي بَيَانِ مَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَقُولَهُ الْمُسْلِمُ وَيَفْعَلَهُ عِنْدَمَا يَرَى فِي مَنَامِهِ مَا يَحِبُ There are multiple narrations in the sunnah. Many ahadith that tell us what a Muslim is supposed to say when you have what they say is a nightmare or what to say when you have a good dream. In both circumstances, what do you say for this? What do you say for that? ومن الأحاديث ما رواه البخاري في صحيحه عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه أنه سمع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول And from these narrations is the hadith in al-Bukhari from Abu Sa'id in Al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu, that he heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, إِذَا رَأَى أَحَدُكُمْ رُؤْيَا يُحِبُّهَا فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ مِنَ اللَّهِ فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهَا وَلْيُحَدِّثْ بِهَا وَإِذَا رَأَى غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يَكْرَهُ فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ فَلْيَسْتَعِذْ مِنْ شَرِّهَا وَلَا يَذْكُرْهَا لِأَحَدْ فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَضُرَّهُ In this hadith, the messenger said, If one of you sees something that he loves, something beloved, a good dream, then that is from Allah. So what do you do? So praise Allah upon it. Say Alhamdulillah. And mention it to people. If it's a good dream, Narrate it to people. Narrate the good dreams. But if 
The messenger then said, but if you see other than that, meaning you see a bad dream, then that is from the shaitan. So in that case, seek refuge from its evil. Ask Allah for protection. A'udhu billahi shaitanir rajim And the dua that we've just seen there. Seek refuge with Allah from that evil. And do not mention it to anyone. Don't narrate that bad dream to anybody. For indeed, it will not harm you. In another narration in Bukhari and Muslim, from Abu Salama, he said, لَقَدْ كُنْتُ أَرَى الرُّؤْيَا فَتُمْرِضُنِي حَتَّى سَمِعْتُ أَبَا قَتَادَ يَقُولُ He said that I used to see dreams that used to make me sick. They used to make me ill. They were, they were, they were dreams that had a real impact upon me. Until I heard Abu Qatada say, وَأَنَا كُنْتُ لَأَرَى الرُّؤْيَا تُمْرِضُنِي He said, I used to have those kinds of dreams too that really used to have an impact on me. They were, they were dreams that were really impactful upon me and my health. حَتَّى سَمِعْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم يقول, Until I heard the messenger say, الرُّؤْيَا الْحَسَنَةُ مِنَ اللَّهِ that the good dream is from Allah. فَإِذَا رَأَ أَحَدُكُمْ مَا يُحِبُّ فَلَا يُحَدِّثْ بِهِ إِلَّا مَنْ يُحِبُّ So if you see a good dream, then don't narrate it to anyone except the people that are beloved to you. Narrate it to your beloved people. Those people, those brothers who are beloved to you, narrate it to them. وَإِذَا رَأَ مَا يَكْرَهُ And if you see a dream that you dislike, a bad dream, فَلْيَتَعَوَّذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شَرِّهَا وَشَرِّ الشَّيْطَانِ وَشَرِّ الشَّيْطَانِ Then in that case, seek refuge in Allah. Ask Allah for protection from the evil of that dream, from the evil of the shaytan. وَلْيَتْفُلْ ثَلَاثًا And spittle three times. وَلَا يُحَدِّثْ بِهَا and don't speak about it to anyone, what you saw in that bad dream. فَإِنَّهَا لَن تَضُرَّهُ It will not harm you. Indeed, it will not harm you. In another narration in Sahih Muslim, from the hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu, from the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِذَا رَأَ أَحَدُكُمُ الرُّؤْيَا يَكْرَهُهَا فَلْيَبْسُقْ عَنْ يَصَارِهِ ثَلَاثًا if you see a dream that you dislike, a bad dream, then spittle to your left three times. Spittle to your left three times. وَلْيَسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ ثَلَاثًا And seek refuge with Allah from the shaitan three times. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Or the other dua that we saw there, seek refuge with Allah from the shaitan three times. وَلْيَتَحَوَّلْ عَنْ جَنْبِهِ الَّذِي كَانَ عَلَيْهِ and change the direction or change the side that you were sleeping on. So if you were sleeping on your back, then change to your right hand side. If you were sleeping on your right hand side, then change to your back. If you were on your left, change to your back or to the right. Change the side that you were sleeping on. وَقَدْ دَلَّتْ هَذِهِ الْأَحَدِيثِ عَلَى جُمْلَةٍ مِنَ الْفَوَائِدِ تَتَعَلَّقُ بِالرُّؤْيَةِ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ عَلَيْهِ الْمُؤْمِنِ تُجَاهَ مَا يَرَاهُ فِي مَنَامِهِ مِنْ أُمُورٍ يَفْرَحْ بِرُؤْيَتِهَا وَيُصَرْ أَوْ أُمُورٍ يَحْزُنْ لِرُؤْيَتِهَا وَيَذْجَرْ وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ هَذِي الْحَدِيثِ مَا يَلِي 
So the benefits of these narrations in terms of when you see something that you like, or if you see a dream that you dislike, there are multiple benefits mentioned here about what to do. Firstly, تَعَظِيمُ شَأْنِ الرُّؤْيَ الصَّالِحَ يَرَاهَ الْمُسْلِمِ These narrations highlight to us the goodness and the greatness of a good dream that a Muslim sees. وَأَنَّهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ And that it is from Allah. A good dream is from Allah. سَاقَهَا إِلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ الْمُؤْمِنِ فِي حَيَاتِهِ بَشَارَةً وَبِالْخَيْرِ That Allah has given you that dream as a form of glad tidings of goodness for you. If you see some good dream, then that is something Allah has given you, that dream, as a means of glad tidings for goodness for you. وَتَأْنِيسًا لِقَلْبِهِ وَطَمْأَنَةً لِفَؤَادِهِ And also to give you comfort in yourself. Comfort and, and calmness in yourself. When you see goodness and glad tidings of goodness for you. كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى As Allah said, لَهُمُ الْبُشْرَى فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ That for them, those righteous people, is glad tidings in this world and in the afterlife. So these good dreams are a form of the glad tidings for the righteous in this world. قَالَ غَيْرُ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ السَّلَفِ هِيَ الرُّؤْيَ الصَّالِحَةِ يَرَهَا الرَّجُلُ الصَّالِحِ أَوْ تُرَى لَهُ And many of the salaf, they said about this particular ayah, the glad tidings in this world that Allah gives, are the good dreams, the righteous dreams that a righteous man sees. Secondly, بَيَانُ أَنَّ مَا يَرَاهُ الْمُؤْمِنُ فِي مَنَامِهِ مِمَّا يَكْرَهُهُ إِنَّمَا هُوَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ لِيَحْزُنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَيْسَ بِضَارِّهِمْ شَيْئًا إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ The bad dreams that you see, they are from the shaytan. In order to make you sad. In order to make you grieve. But they will not harm you at all except by the permission of Allah. وَمَا يَرَاهُ الْإِنسَانُ فِي مَنَامِهِ يَنْقَصِمُ إِلَى ثَلَاثَةِ أَقْسَامِ And dreams that a person has are three types. الرُّؤْيَ الصَّالِحَ The first type is the good dream. The good dream. الَّتِي هِيَ بُشْرَى مِنَ اللَّهِ لِمَنْ رَآهَا أَوْ رُؤِيَتْ لَهِ That is a glad tiding for the person, a glad tiding for you if you see that dream, or if somebody else has a dream about you. Glad tidings for you too, if it's a good dream that they have about you. وَالرُؤِيَ الَّتِي And the second type, the second type is the bad dream, the nightmare as they say. الَّتِي هِيَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ And that is from the shaytan. وَهِيَ أَهَاوِيلِ يَأْتِي بِهَا الشَّيْطَانِ لِلْإِنسَانِ فِي مَنَامِهِ وَأَمْثَالِ مَكْرُوهَ يَضْرِبُهَا بِقَصْدِ التَّشْوِيشِ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ وَإِدْخَالِ الْحُزَنِ عَلَيْهِ وَضَجَرْ فِي قَلْبِهِ And they are frightening and, and terrifying things that you see in your dream. Uh, terrors and frights that you get in your dream. Scary things that you see in your dream occurring. And they are from the shaytan. The whisperings of the shaytan upon you for that dream to make you sad and to make you frightened and scared. Thirdly, the third type of dream, الأحلام التي تجري على الإنسان في منامه مما يحدث به الرجل نفسه في اليقظة تجري عليه في المنام جريانها في اليقظة. The third type of dreams that a person has are 
the casual dreams that are linked to something that occurred during the day. Something happened during the day, and you were thinking about that maybe during the day or before you went to sleep, so at night you have a dream about that thing. That is just a casual dream about events that occurred. Something you were doing that day or that week, and it was on your mind, you go to sleep, you have a dream about it. That is the third type of dream, the, the casual, everyday kind of dreams. So that's the three types of dreams. Ibn Qayyim mentioned that in his books. Those are the three types of dreams that a person has. And most of the time the problem is people have the third type, the casual everyday dreams, and they think that there has to be some meaning to it. We need to go to someone, get an interpretation. And it's just a casual dream. You were doing something, it was on your mind and you had a dream about it. There's no meaning to it. They are the casual dreams. So a person needs to be aware of that. That many of the dreams are just going to be these casual dreams with something that was in your mind. But of course there are the good dreams that are from Allah and also the evil dreams from the shaitan. Also what we benefit from this, بَيَانُ مَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَفْعَلَهُ الْمُسْلِمُ عِنْدَمَا يَرَى فِي مَنَامِهِ مَا يُحِبُّ وَيَتَخَلَّصْ ذَلِكَ فِي عِدَّةِ أُمُورِ What to do if you see something in your dream that you like, a good dream. يَنْبَغِي لَهُ أَنْ يَفْرَحْ وَيَسْتَبْشِرُ To be happy with that good dream and to take a form of glad tidings from it. The one that you, the dream that you have, the good dream. But not to become deceived by it. أَلَّا يَغْتَرْ فَالرُّؤْيَا كَمَا قَالَ بَعْضُ الصَّلَفْ تُسِرُّ الْمُؤْمِنِ وَلَا تُغِرُّ A good dream, yes, it's glad tidings for goodness. And you are happy and overjoyed with that. But do not become deceived by it. The Salaf, they used to say, good dreams, they make a believer happy. But don't become deceived by them. Deceived meaning, you know, a person thinks, that's it. I must be in paradise, then I had that good dream. I'm going to go to paradise, and that's it. I had a beautiful dream, and that must be a sign for me. And, and that ends up maybe uh, leading you away from bothering with your worship and other things. You don't become deceived by the good dreams. They are a goodness for you and a glad tidings. But don't become deceived in thinking I can relax now. I don't have to do as much worship now. I got the glad tidings. It was a beautiful dream. I saw this and I saw that. And it must mean goodness for me. Not that you become deceived and become slack in your worship. The Salaf used to say, it makes you happy, but don't become deceived by them. Secondly, an yahmad Allah, that you praise Allah upon the good dream. You say, Alhamdulillah, upon that good dream. Thirdly, that you speak to the people, those who are beloved to you, those who are beloved to you from your companions, you narrate that good dream to them, you narrate that goodness to them, and that is also from the etiquette of the good dream. The bad dream though, the etiquette is that you do not narrate that to anybody. In fact, no, this is also the good dream. The good dream, you narrate it to those who are beloved to you. Do not narrate it to those who have a hatred against you. Don't narrate your good dream to those who have a problem with you. Don't narrate it to those individuals. Because of envy that may occur from them against you. You had a beautiful dream, some, some beautiful dream. You were with the scholars or something, whatever it might be. Don't narrate it to those who have a problem against you. Because they may end up with envy against you. And cause harm to you. Also, if you have a bad dream now, 
the etiquettes for that are that you recognize this is from the shaitan and it is to cause you grief and sadness. So in that case, you do not pay any attention to that type of dream. Instead, you seek refuge with Allah from that evil and from the evil of the shaitan. And you spittle to your left three times because the shaitan comes to a person from the left. So you spittle to the left three times uh, uh, to stop the shaitan from whispering to your heart. And also you change the direction or the, the side that you were sleeping upon. And also, you do not speak to anybody about your bad dreams. Don't speak about them to people. Don't mention them to people, those bad dreams. It's mentioned in the hadith of Jabir, just to finish off here in Sahih Muslim. Ja'a rajulun ila nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam A man came to the messenger and said to him, Ya Rasulullah, O messenger of Allah, Ra'aytu fil manam ka'anna ra'si quti' That I saw in my dream that my head had been chopped off. قال فضحك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا لعب الشيطان بأحدكم في منامي فلا يحدث به الناس. The messenger laughed and said, if the shaitan plays with any of you in your dreams, then don't mention that to people. In one version, um, ah, it's here. In one version, it mentions جاء عربي إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله رأيت في المنام كأن رأسي ضربة فتدحرجه. فاشتدت على أثره فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم العربي لا تحدث الناس بتلعب الشيطان بك في منامك A man came to the messenger, a Bedouin and he said I had a dream in my dream my head was off my head body, uh, body but without my head my head was taken off and it was rolling away in his dream he saw his head rolling away and his body without the head chasing after it so the messenger then uh, said to that individual, if the shaitan plays with you in your dream, that's the shaitan playing with you, with that evil dream, giving you that fright, then do not uh, uh, speak to the people and mention to the people about that. And that then uh, will not harm you. That evil dream will not harm you, and it will not have any impact upon you. So a person keeps his trust and dependence in Allah, has his trust in Allah for protection, for preservation, for safeguarding, and those evil dreams, they will not harm you. Ibn Sirin, rahimahullah, mentioned in one of his statements, Fear Allah when you're awake, and don't worry about the, what you see in your sleep. Because if you fear Allah when you're awake, you're upon piety, worship, obedience, not sinning. Then even if something happens at night and some fearful dream occurs to you, don't worry about it. That is just the shaitan playing. Shaitan trying to cause you fear. You be upon piety and obedience and worship to Allah. That's what you focus on. So that is the end of that particular chapter. And that's where we'll conclude today then. And inshallah ta'ala next week it moves on to a new topic now here. Uh, about some of the du'as that you read when exiting your home and when entering your home. That's the next chapter regarding du'as when you leave home and when you return home. And they are very important as well. You'll see the types of du'as that are mentioned for that when you're seeking refuge and asking Allah for help in your affairs as you exit out into the dunya. So we'll come to those next time inshallah ta'ala. We'll conclude upon that for today. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم.